Hello, and welcome to the Goldsmiths BA Design podcast. You are listening to our individual podcast series, in which students from the third year share their design practice as well as their final major project, offering personal understandings of what design is and what it can do. In this episode, we hear from Nye Conant, who takes us on a walk through the woods of Northamptonshire in search of the elusive Black Panther. Please follow the channel to hear more from our year group, but for now, here's the recording. Hello world. Um, this is my first ever podcast I've ever made, and we're reporting live, actually no, it's not live, it's not pre-recorded, but live-ish from East Northamptonshire in the depths of the countryside. It's um, quite hot and um, you probably get a lot of bees buzzing because they come through the walls of this barn I'm in and try and then like headbutt their way to freedom um, unsuccessfully. Anyway, um, my project to set the scene, we're going to go back a few months. It's October. It's a bit cold outside. Not so sunny. Um, and I wake up late. I was probably out the night before doing something I should have been doing. And I miss uni, classic. And I was just sort of like floating around the kitchen, classic FM is on as ever. And um, the news comes on and, you know, the guy says what he says. And I hear the words Black Panther spotted in East Northamptonshire woods. I'm thinking, hmm, I live in East Northamptonshire. And I've grown up with a story, sort of fable, myth, anecdote, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my whole life since I was a boy about this big cat roaming there, roaming the woodlands. And I just sort of shrugged it off. You know, I've been frolicking in these woods since I was like born. And then here I am in London, many miles away, um, confronted with this story. And it sparked me to look into it further. And it turns out there have been sightings in the UK since 70s, all across the UK. So these panthers live in a kind of in-between world, half fiction, half reality, because, you know, they are existing in the world. We know, we know panthers exist, but what we don't know is if they exist in the UK, in the British countryside where, you know, you might usually see a rabbit or a badger, a deer, whatever. Um, And so they're already positioned in this kind of like purgatory, I suppose, um, in between the real world and the non-real world. So I've been asking myself, what does the panther tell us about our culture? What does our culture tell us about the panther and the community that's, that um, shares territory with this, this, this beast, um, supposedly? And where, you know, how this myth positions itself, this story in 21st century, um, in the 21st century. Um, and what would it mean to inhabit a panther's identity? You know, to sort of frame this narrative on screen as a sort of performance, theatre, fiction, um, and kind of brushing it up against true accounts and justifiable-ish evidence. 
um, to sort of preserve the accounts and stories shared, but at the same time, play with the myth, toss it from paw to paw, as a cat would a lifeless bird. <laughs> and I, I just want to see how close this creature can get to our realities. Can it break through your screen and step gracefully, gently onto your laps? A black panther curls up for his afternoon nap. So this film merges true accounts with elements of fiction, following a man who, after years of searching, has become completely absorbed into this myth, this fable. Yeah, He kind of almost lives between the real world and the non-real world in this purgatory, as I said. He's half man, half panther. He doesn't really know who he is. He's so engrossed in, in the story and the myth and this character that he plays, um, he, starts, he starts to write letters to the beast in a kind of Frankenstein-ish way, I suppose. Um, so, and these, these letters act as way markers um, that guide you through the film as he trails great expanses of the British countryside, crossing fields, little lanes and walls in search for, well, I guess, answers. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you, because you're going to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what to say now. Um, I guess it's been particularly powerful working on this project and this film in isolation as well. Like I, I've been in complete isolation for six weeks now. I've got an email six coming on seven weeks um and i do literally live in the middle of nowhere like i don't have any neighbors i i'm in isolation not, not going to the shops not leaving at all and i've really been in in this panther's world if that makes sense you know i almost feel as if i am the panther man um i've really had time to slow down and really take in the detail of my surroundings that like the perhaps a panther would and you know um i feel this 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 presence um which is odd um particularly in a place where i've grown up i spent a lot of my childhood um in these woods and now suddenly i'm sort of confronted with this this sort of these eyes in the back of my head um but it's been a really valid um, and an important part of the process just to sort of take it all in and really stop and look and listen. Because um, I think it's super important to just stop and pause wherever you, wherever you are, no matter if you're in the city or in, in, in the countryside, and just sort of close your eyes and listen. I'm going to read a letter now um, from the film to give you a little insight. And then go on a little walk and um, have a listen, see what we can hear, see if we can see anything. Dear whoever, it's about time I wrote to you. For years now you've been tap tap tapping in the back of my head, watching me from afar, I guess. This is weird, I know. I don't know if this would or could ever make sense to you, but I just thought it was about time I made sense of you. 
of your gaze, I suppose, your presence. I follow you, you follow me, I mirror you, you mirror me, and I feel that sometimes I am you. Are you there? Behind me? And some days I go about my business simply devoid of your presence and I think, oh, it's gone. But sure enough, you find me. There it is again. A flash of black. A glint of yellow. Is it a reflection? A munchak? Surely. No. Too big for a munchak. Is it a shadow? No. Too obvious for a shadow. Well, I guess I'm writing to just say hello. Drop by. Pop in. Not sure where to send this. You know where I'll be, I guess. Yours. Yours. Mm. I'll leave that blank for now. So I've just walked out of my house, turned right and onto the footpath that um, goes around in various different loops um, and various different walks um, that are public footpaths. And I've just gone off the footpath um, into the woods. Um, and these are the woods that I've been wandering around all my life. And I'm going to wander with you guys, if you're there, <laughs> and have a listen. Um, yeah, let's go. haven't spotted any panthers yet. Don't think it's the right time of day. <laughs> it's around half five p.m. But I can hear a lot of birds, as I'm sure you can too. Just in a t-shirt, it's quite warm. I can smell the rapeseed from the nearby field. And there's kind of a headiness to the the air, if that makes sense. It's kind of thick. Feels like summer, but it's not. It's a kind of slight breeze. Just wandering through slowly. Nope. 
still no panther. But I'm going to sign off here and leave you in the woods. And yeah, my film will be out soon. Check out the Hey Look Something Is Happening website. And you'll see what the hell I've been going on about. Hopefully it all makes sense. But yeah. I'll see you online. And that's me. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about this week's podcast, feel free to send them to badshowpodcast20 at gmail.com. Tune in next week, but if you can't wait, head over to our group series or step into our YouTube studios at Bad Isolation to get more insight into the lives of the third-year goldsmith designers. For now, stay safe and goodbye.